This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, this is another special edition podcast. Based on the positive feedback and comments from last week, I've decided that I will attempt a few more of these soapbox slash educational episodes. Last week, I called it cold hard facts. This week, I'll call it increasing the out. So we'll get to that topic in a moment. But I'm a guy that believes in the expression, what gets measured gets results. So I've decided that we will use New York as our reference point for these educational episodes. New York is the number one largest legal sports betting market in the country. They have the top handle in the country, and they also have the most listeners to this podcast. So thank you, New York. The other part I like about New York, they produce weekly reports. I love data. So yeah, keep it coming, New York. I love to see the results. So let's start with the financial recap for last week, and then we'll get into this week's topic. So who won last week? Did we beat the books? No, we did not. Last week, and this is just one week once again, $413,878,763 in wagers were placed in the state of New York. The books turned a profit of $37,202,251 of profit. Yeah, not bad. I'd love to be the book. Hold rate last week was 8.99%. That was actually down slightly from the 9.09% hold rate year to date. So now let's look at the numbers by book, and I'm going to round these for last week. FanDuel, number one, of course, $157 million in handle, $21 million in profit, hold rate of 13.38%. Fiscal year to date, they're at 10.9%, and I think the fiscal year ends in April, so this is probably about 10 months into the year, I guess, there. DraftKings, $130 million in handle, $15 million in profit, hold rate of 11.72%. Year-to-date, DraftKings at 8.9%. Caesars, $35 million in handle, $3.7 million in profit, hold rate of 10.4%, 7% year-to-date. BetMGM, $31 million in handle, $3.7 million in profit, hold rate of 11.99%. Year-to-date, they're now at 6.9%. Rush Street Interactive, Bet Rivers, $11 million in handle, $1 million of profit, hold rate of 9.9%, 5.9% year-to-date. Resorts World, $2.1 million in handle, $202,000 in profit, hold rate of 9.5%, year-to-date at 6.7%. Valley Bet, $1.9 million in handle, $159,000 in profit, Hold rate of 8.15%, 3.9% year-to-date. Win, soon to have the license taken over by ESPN Bet, $1.5 million in handle, $103,000 a profit. Hold rate of 6.9%, 3.3% year-to-date. Now, we did have a major outlier last week. That was points bet, now going to be Fanatics. Something, uh, yeah, something very interesting happened with this one. The highest ever handle for them was $8.5 million prior to last week. Last week, 
The handle increased to $43.8 million, and the book actually lost $8 million. So congrats to the players that beat the book last week on points bet. Year-to-date profit there, 3.5% still for points bet. So did you notice how the year-to-date hold rate almost mirrors the handle ranking? FanDuel, number one handle, number one hold rate percentage at 10.9%. DraftKings, number two handle, number two hold rate percentage at 8.9%. Meanwhile, many of the smaller books have a much lower hold rate and they're far less profitable. So that brings up the question, why? Why is that the case? So I don't have a great answer, but I did talk to my circle and we tossed some things against the dartboard. And here was our best guess. Number one, the bigger books are better at marketing. So they do the best pushing their parlay product offerings, which we know will increase the hold rate for the books. So that's a probable answer. Number two, though, was adverse selection. Smaller books are getting more action from line shoppers, only using the platform when they have the best line or the best price. They maybe don't have the dedicated players, but they have the players that come in and out for situational spots. So that led me to the poll question that I put up on Twitter last week. Over the last 30 days, how many books have you placed a wager on? And the vote finished in a tie. 36.8% of you said one book. 18.4% of you said two books. 36.8% said three to four books. And 7.9% said five or more books. So now I don't know what state everyone is from, and the options do vary by state. So you may be limited on what you have available. But I'm going to use my New York example. And if this was all New York voters, let's say, with nine books available, that means a max of 7.9% of the players listening to this podcast and voting in that poll are getting the best line available in the market on a consistent basis. So let's look at some real-time examples here on a Saturday. we got college basketball tipping off here shortly. We have Florida at South Carolina. I kind of want to back the Gators there. The Gators can actually be found at plus one and a half plus two, or plus two and a half right now from a line standpoint. So if that game ends on two, some of you would win, some of you would lose potentially, and some of you would push if you're on the Florida side. And obviously, opposite if you're on the South Carolina side. How about Gonzaga at St. Mary's tonight? You may disagree with me, and you may be like the Gales on the money line. You don't want to put the short price out there. You just want to bet the money line. Most books are minus 145 to the Gales. But one big book right now is sitting at minus 125. So do you want minus 145 or do you want minus 125? That's an easy answer. Finding 15 to 20 cents of line difference is extremely common on the prop bet side. LeBron James tonight, great example. In the market, I can still find 25 and a half points or 26 and a half points. So that can make a difference, of course. I know how many NBA prop bets have come down to a half a point for me. The over 25 and a half is the most common price, and it's currently priced at minus 135, minus 124, minus 123, minus 120, and minus 113 with the biggest books. So which price do you want? Do you want to pay 135 or do you want to pay 113? Sign me up for the 113, right? How about the under 25 and a half? In the market right now, I can get plus 105, minus 108, minus 110, minus 111, minus 113. Yes, I'll take the plus 105, please. So it may not look like a huge number once again, but adding up nickels and dimes, it will add up when you factor in the juice. So getting the best price and the best number 
can really have an impact. So whether it's the number of the juice, the more outs, the better your results should be. FanDuel and DraftKings combined for over 77% of the handle in New York. Yes, two books out of nine have 77% of the market. But yet, on my price comparison website that I'm looking at right now, it doesn't look like you should be using them. So here we go. Here's an example. Marquette at Creighton. Let's say you want the Marquette money line. Best price available is on BetMGM at plus 240. Let's say you like the Creighton money line. Best price available is on PointsBet, now Fanatics, at minus 275. How about the under? You like the under. Well, you can find a 154 number to the under. It's available on Caesars at a minus 110. Well, maybe you like the over. Well, I can find 152 and a half for my over. It's available on BetMGM at a minus 110. What about the spread? I like Creighton, minus six and a half. Best price, Bet Rivers at a minus 108. I like Marquette, plus six and a half. Best price, BetMGM at minus 105. So it varies by game, but on this particular game, Marquette at Creighton, marquee game, FanDuel and DraftKings, New York players are not getting the best available price in the market if those are the only two books you're using. So my challenge to all of you this week is this. Add another book to your mix if you haven't maxed out your options. I think you should try to get as many options as possible. That's my personal opinion. But at minimum, Take a step this week. If you were one of the voters that said one, two, three, four, if you're in a state with more outs, add one more out to the mix. Line shop just a little bit more. Use the comparison websites that are free to show you the lines by the various books. But if you do that, it will add up and measure the impact. Yes, it maybe is like coupon shopping. You may want not want to do that. But still, when it comes to gambling, please, please, Don't let the books take all the profit. We need to save all the nickels and the dimes that we can. And once again, the more outs we have, the better the price we're going to get. And it's going to add up in the long haul. And that's my rant this week on the Soapbox. If you enjoy these episodes or you have a topic that you think we should discuss on a future show, please reach out and let me know. Feedback is always appreciated. So once again, this week's theme was increasing the outs. Please, please add another book to the mix and please, please shop around before you hit that submit button and confirm the wager. So that's it for this week. As always, everyone, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun and let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.